a dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have fun. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Christianizing the American dream. I said that you, uh, that, that many LDS folks and I uh, love the same Jesus. Uh, I still believe that. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Treating Jesus like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you with I'm asking you to brush your hair. That's what God commanded. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 76. I'm your host, Norm the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was actually born out of the old introduction video that I used to have on the podcast. So it was a, excuse me, a montage of, of false teachers, pictures and videos set to a really cool song called Nope Compromise uh, by Result, used by permission. Thank you, Result. And um, someone came to me and said, you know what, I don't know who all these people are. Some of them I thought were okay. Could you break it down so I could, you know, so we could understand what makes these people false teachers? So this was, a, again, a two and a half minute introduction video. So I started with Stephen Furtick, who was the person she specifically had a question about, and then I systematically went through that montage video every Saturday doing a new uh, video about each of those false teachers, describing why they are false teachers. So after I finished up that video, uh, the intro video, I revamped the introduction, <clears throat> so now it is less than a minute, and... Um, you're welcome. You don't have to endure a, a full two minutes of, of false teacher montage. And it's a little more uh, user-friendly, kind of interactive. I can plug in and take out video clips as I want to. So change things up a little bit to keep it a little fresh and not just the same thing over and over again. So uh, there's a little background on the podcast for you guys. Um, for those who are new, again, continuing to see more and more subscribers come, uh, like, 10 in the last week, I think. So that's because of you guys who like the video, subscribe already, uh, share the video, comment on the video. Any of those things causes the algorithm to push the video out more into search results and stuff like that. So people who are interested in seeing this will, will find it. So if you haven't already, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, get all the content that I release here on the, uh, the evangelical norm channel here on YouTube. Uh, got like three other podcasts that are going to be coming out today. Um, on different things. So uh, there will be a Master's Dog episode, uh, Stupid Things Drawing Micah Says coming up, uh, unsolicited episode on a really cool new album from Stract and Doctrinal. So check those out. If you hit that notification bell, you'll get notified every time I drop one of those videos. So over the next eight hours, probably those will be coming out. So thank you guys for digging in. So here we go. We're going to jump into this week's uh, False Teacher which is a dude that I just heard about. I never, <clears throat> excuse me, never heard of this guy until this week because of 
February 22nd, 2022. It was the 2222 Tuesday, right? And uh, this guy just started popping up all over the place on my Facebook feed and stuff, doing some live things, talking about 222 is the the day of the portals are being opened and there are witches all over the world and Satanists and all these people who are doing these incantations and stuff to open portals and just some really weird, weird stuff that he was talking about. So this is Troy Brewer. He is the pastor of Open Door Church. So, which is... um, somewhere but i don't i don't know where open door church is uh i thought it was going to be in this little introduction so what i like to do with a lot of these guys is i will give you their bio from their uh pages before i get into um whether or not wikipedia has them i can't find this guy he's he's not well known enough to be on wikipedia yet so but here is the the about troy and liana brewer who are the senior pastors, there's your first clue, Um, founding and senior pastor of Open Door Church, Troy Brewer is known for his relevant and truly authentic teaching style. You get to see some of that here in a minute. I don't usually do a lot of videos on the False Teacher of the Week. I try to keep it a little shorter, but we're going to respond to a video that he did on 2-2-2-2-2. Troy has been married to Leanna since 1989, is the father of four children and the proud papa of seven grandchildren. He has authored 10 books and is currently working on some new ones. So one of the books that he titled is Numbers That Preach. We'll get into that here in a few minutes too when we look at this video. Uh, Pastor Troy has a heart the size of Texas and spends his life trying to bring hope to the hopeless. Um, We don't need to read about Leanna Brewer because we don't consider her a pastor and... um, we're not talking about her today. So um, another place where it gives a little bit about Troy. Um, and, and again, this is one of those things where you go, they're, they're doing some really good stuff. Um, but again, doing good stuff doesn't help if you're not preaching the right gospel, if you're not preaching Christ and him crucified. Uh, Troy, this is from the TroyBrewer.com. Um so, Troy Brewer Ministry, Ministries is actively working with orphans and vulnerable children in Mexico, India, Colombia, Belize, U- Belize, Uganda, and Southeast Asia. Troy and Liana have traveled the globe, establishing villages in some of the most remote, dark corners of the world. Through Spark Worldwide, the ministry Liana founded to spark is serve protect and raise kids at their spark orphanages troy and his partners bring hope of the and the gospel of jesus by helping liana build schools churches medical clinics water wells and orphanages for the poorest of the poor a modern day abolitionist troy has a holy hatred for slavery and many of the children liana cares for are in danger of being trafficked as sex slaves in an effort to redeem as many girls and boys as he can from the horrors of sex trafficking troy founded brewer ministry troy brewer ministries to rescue and pay off the debts of sex slaves across the globe setting them free in every way so i mean this is an amazing thing right to do this is awesome great applause you know set kids free free sex slaves do the all this stuff this is amazing but again there will be people that say 
that come to Jesus, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Right? So we can't just look at these things that are being done. We have to look at the things that are being taught. And the things that are being taught are not really... Again, I don't know that I would call Troy a heretic. I don't know that he, he hits that point. As the few videos that I watched, and I did go through a few of his videos, you know, kind of skimming through to see what was going on. Um, a lot of them are just kind of the same thing um, over and over. And the reality is, he's just making stuff up. Really. I mean, as you go through and you listen, you'll see, I'm going to get into this video. It's about an eight minute video. So we're going to, I want to do it really quick because it could take up a lot of time. You know me. So I, I wouldn't call him a heretic, but I mean, at best I get the, you know, the Dory vibe from Finding Nemo. Um, he is my squishy and he will be my squishy and I will call him squishy. Very squishy. I did not see a really good gospel presentation in any of the videos he did it's all about again prophecy and um it's numbers this dude is like number weird and they don't even line up so and i'll get into that so we're going to jump into this video here real quick and we are going to see what exactly it is that troy brewer likes to teach about maybe uh, I hate when the video does this. Do, here we go. So one of the most basic things that you can possibly do is just begin to count things. Like, well, how do you know what the numbers mean? Shouldn't I look all that up on the Internet? I would tell you, first of all, no. You need to be careful of what all counsel that you get with in your life. And here's what you do, man. You bust out the Word of God and you find out what does a number one mean. Well, it means... Okay. So, again, be careful of the counsel that you take. Anyone who says, well, should I look up, should I test the things that you're teaching me? You know, should I look, look those things up? And if they say no, okay, that, there's, a, there's another red flag. So senior pastors, female pastor, uh, first red flag, don't, don't go to the internet and try to check out the things that I'm telling you. Just trust me that I'm giving you this stuff. And he's saying go to God's word. But then again, nowhere in any of this, this litany of things that he lists out of numbers, does he really give you any place in the word to go look for it? We'll continue. It means unity all the way through the word of God. You know, the Lord your God is one. It's one of the titles of King Jesus in the book of Revelation is the one, the one, the one, the one. I had a friend of mine in the 1980s that died, and he had a new... Heavenly tourism. Here's another one. A friend that died 40 minutes in, and he's in, he's in heaven and, and so on. And okay, okay, so all through the scripture, the number one means unity. It, sometimes the number one just means one. Right? I mean, it could just be one. It doesn't have to mean anything. You know, when the, word, the, when the number shows up, it doesn't have to mean anything. It, it could just be one. I mean, one is one, so I guess in that there is unity because it's only one, and you can't be divided when you're only one. But, again. Near-death experience where he was dead for 40-some-odd minutes. 
And he came back alive and said, man, one of the first thing that happens is whenever he got to the gates of heaven and he said, man, there's 12 gates. You know that, right, Troy? I said, yeah, man, 12 means perfect government. That's why there's 12 hours in the day and 12 hours at night. That's why there's 12 disciples. That's why there's 12 tribes. Hallelujah. That's why there's 12 major constellations in the heavens and 12 months in a year. Okay. Now, if we're going biblically off of these numbers, didn't the year that God create with the, the for the Hebrews, the, the Jewish calendar, isn't that only 10 months? So, again, I mean, he's eisegeting current stuff back into the the things that he's trying to say and again it, it literally is as you watch him go through this he's just making stuff up as he goes it's when god almighty is in control of something he says yeah man well all the gates are all for your tribe you will show up at your tribal gate every single person who is saved is part of a tribe and he goes i showed up in my tribe he goes man i'm a i'm, I'm a bacon eating gentile i had no idea like no man we're all part so now here this 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 did it smacks of mormonism to me because any mormon who has ever gotten a patriarchal blessing they will tell you what tribe you're from you know and uh here's the thing granted we we i know we are grafted in uh, to abraham and so we become part of israel god's chosen people so on and so forth but i'm not from a tribe of israel I'm not. I'm a Gentile. I'm not Hebrew. I'm not Jewish. I'm not. I don't have a tribe. Now, will God assign me a tribe? I don't know. I, I, nowhere in Scripture have I seen. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Please throw this in in the comments because I miss stuff too. I've read the Bible a few times, but I mean I haven't studied in depth tribalism and any of that stuff. So I could be wrong, and I'm willing to take that smoke but i have not seen anywhere or recall anywhere in throughout scripture where it says god is going to assign you to one of these 12 tribes will they will we you know will their tribes be there we see the 12 thrones and the you know and so on you know all these numbers and stuff but again for that tribe man we're we're gonna do that and he said you know what they asked me he said they all hug me they all love me they all tell me how much they love me then they started asking me have you seen the one the one. Ooh, I feel God right now. I don't. And and here's the thing. Once again, where in Scripture is God ever referred to as the one? I mean, we know that, that the Lord our God, the Lord is one, right? And and so on. We, we see that. But where is he referred to as the one? This smacks of the matrix to me. I feel Neo right now. I don't get anything of God from this. But again, I mean, making stuff up. Number two is a number that means a faithful witness. It's, it's a number two. that means a faithful witness. Um, Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. The thieves witnessed the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. Two thieves on either side. Two angels witnessed the resurrection of the Lord. Two angels witnessed the ascension of the Lord. That's Acts 1.10, Luke 24, Mark chapter 15. Moses took Joshua with him to the Mount of God to receive the Ten Commandments. Why? Because every word is established by the mouth of two or three witnesses. Now, if, if we're going to discuss it in this place, Joshua stayed at the, at the bottom of the mountain. He was not there as a witness to what God gave Moses. Right? He wasn't. He was not there. 
I mean, I mean, just bottom line. I mean, you, he was at the foot of the mountain. Mo, Moses took him with him, but he was not a witness to what was happening up on the mountain. He saw it, but I mean, he w- not didn't hear. Didn't I mean he could see, you know, some kind of activity going on there, but. So I don't know that that makes this a good argument for the number two being a, a faithful witness. Two means a faithful witness. Three means perfect completion, or what I like to call the whole enchilada, right? The outer court, the inner court, the most holy place, the sun, the moon, the stars, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right? Faith, hope, love, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. I don't know. We could go on and on and on. There's so many of those things, past, present, and future. I'm... I'm I need to move on. Number four, it means it has to do with the creative realms. It has to do with all the world. As a matter of fact, the term all the world is in a Bible four times. Okay. So here's one of those things where what Troy is doing is he doesn't have enough respect for his listener to think that they'll go and fact check him on any of this stuff. They're just going to go, oh, Pastor Troy, don't, you know, he, he knows everything. He's a, he, it, no. Okay. Let me tell you, I went to Bible Gateway because the U version, if you put in, even if you put it in quotations, an exact phrase, it, it gives you all kinds of stuff. So if you put in all the world in U version, it gives you things like all the earth and so on. So I went to Bible Gateway so I could get do and get an exact phrase search. All the world shows up in the NIV seven times, in the New Living Translation 22 times, in the King James Version eight times, in the Living Bible it's 66 times, and the only place that I actually found it where it shows up four times, exactly four times the phrase all the world, is in the message, and the ESV. So, okay, I read the ESV, I use the ESV, but the message is not something that I would really count on. And, and again, when you compare the two, they're not even the same verses. The verses that are in the ESV that are all the world are not even the same verses that are in the message. So, to say, you know, with this certainty that this is what it means and this is what it is and it because it happens this many times in in the Bible again it, that's it's just that's coincidence it is has nothing to do with any of these things so um this is taking instead of preaching the gospel which again if you go to you know a a firm foundational Bible-believing church where they preach expository uh, verse-by-verse throughout through the scripture, rarely, and I, I can't say never because I haven't been to any of these places, but rarely will you ever get a pastor that starts going off on numbers. I mean, I did it. When I was a part of the vineyard, this was one of my gigs. Oh, seven is, is the number of holiness, and three is perfection, and this and this and that. This dude takes that to a whole new level. I mean, whole nother level, right, uh, Ed Young? And so, and he just goes on and on and on, you know, taking these numbers to the extremes and so on, and, and using these little proof texts that that you he doesn't give you the ability to fact check him or doesn't expect that you will fact check him. Um, and then and in doing so, he's literally lying to people, which again... 
is a disqualification. If you can't be honest with your with your with your church and with your preaching, why do it? Because he makes a lot of money off of it. And his books. And there's north, south, east, west, and there's four elements, right? There's four gospels for all There's more than four elements. I, I, I don't know if you've seen a periodic chart lately, but I mean I know he's he's you know earth, wind, fire, water, whatever, you know, the, the, there's a whole lot more than four elements, Bob. All the world, um, four lunar cycles, four seasons in a year, five represents grace, right on, just the grace of God, and grace is God-given ability to overcome something. Grace is unmerited favor. Grace is how we are saved. Grace. God given power to overcome something? Number six, as we've already discussed, is man, flesh, or God doing a work within humanity. Number seven is the most prolific number in all the Word of God. And, and it's a number that that means the Spirit of God. It, it means it has a whole lot of things. Yes, it does mean rest. Yes, it and I have a lot of people say, What about this? What about that? What about that? Yes, it means all those things because those are all layers of uh, Revelation, let's not form denominations around those things. Amen? You got, you got a piece of revelation. I got a piece of revelation. I, I need what you have. Amen? And I celebrate that. Like, whoa, I never saw that before. I don't, I'm not going to argue with somebody, right? Number eight. And, and that's kind of a don't, don't argue with me, right? This is don't, don't figure out that I'm wrong and then come tell me about it. Is new beginnings. Amen? Number nine is, is, well, it can mean judgment. It can also mean fruit bearing, harvest, those kinds of things. You know, she was talking about nine plus, right? So Joan has a book that's called Nine Plus. Man, I, I thought, man, that's a cool title. I like that. Okay, so where do you find that? Where do you find the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit, right, that are listed, right? Where do you find that? Galatians 5.22. Galatians is the ninth book of the New Testament. Five plus two plus two equals nine, and there's nine of them. Amen. I told y'all I was psychotic about this stuff, man. You have no idea the hell that Leanna has been through. Psychotic Leanna, is not the word I would Come on here and help me count things. She's like, okay. Number 10, perfect order. There's a new sheriff in town. Number 11, heroes rising, or it could represent disorder. 12, perfect government. 13, 13 represents rebellion, whether it is holy rebellion or fleshly rebellion. It's when God shows up and goes, boom, I'm here. Or when God shows up and says, no, it's not going to go like that. Right? Or it could also mean rebellion against, listen, God wants you to rebel. He just don't want you to rebel against him. He wants you to have a different spirit. Listen, Jesus Christ was born of a girl by the name of Mary or Miriam, and it means rebel. Jesus was born out of rebellion. Who can tell me what the 13th Amendment is, guys? Slaves are set free. What does that have to do with rebellion? Slaves being set free. Uh, I would think that's more to do with freedom than rebellion, right? I mean, was it truly rebellion to be abolitionist and to want slavery to end? I, I just, I don't know. That's weird. That's a, that's a really weird flex on that one. It, it gets better. Rebellion. And it's godliness. Amen. 
How many original colonies were there? 13, yeah. Hey, Again, England. coincidence. <laughs> what we have I mean, to say to you, that's what they said back then. You're just taking coincidence. Isogeting is what he's doing. Look, Here's the worst one. The Here's heroes the at, 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 the, at the Alamo held off Mexico and held off the tyrant Santa one. Ana for 13 days. I can go on and on and on. Listen, tell you that when it's a good thing. Martin Luther King Jr., from his boy, from his boycott of the bus to the day that he was assassinated, missed it by four days, being 13 years. Okay. See, here's another one where it's like, why even bother putting this in if you don't know the actual facts? This is, again, this is him not having enough respect for the people that are listening to him to think that they're going to go, eh, that just doesn't, they're just taking him at his word. And this is, this is what con men do. They get you to the point where you just don't question it. This is literally, he is conning these people. They, everybody in this audience is his mark. And he is just, and, and it's almost like, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin as the, the preacher and, and so on traveling around. And, you know, and there's one point where there's a bet that he has to use aluminum siding in his sermon um, and he wins a bet, right? But he has to use the word aluminum siding. And so he does. That's what this feels like. Somebody bet him, hey, throw Martin Luther King in on this. Let me tell you the reality of Martin Luther King. Okay, from the day of the, the Montgomery boy, bus boycotts, uh, which was the 5th of December, 1955, until he was, he was assassinated, he was murdered in, on the 4th of April, 1968. Now, he says he's, he missed it by four days of being 13 years. Actually, if you do the math, it is eight months and one day less than 13 years. That's a significant difference. Well, does it really make... The man is literally lying to these people, whether he realizes... I mean, whether... I mean, maybe he just didn't and he heard it from someone who heard it from somebody and, and blah, blah, blah. But he's literally telling these people a lie in a supposedly a sermon about God and God's numbers and da 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 da, and it, and none of it is, it's all meaningless. Every little bit of it is meaningless because none of it is leading to the gospel. It's just it's just it's it. This is what I call if you can't dazzle them with dexterity, you baffle them with BS. This is a a huge portion of Pentecostal preaching, right? Again. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm of the, the belief that you don't have to have a college degree in order to be a pastor. But that belief also can lead to some really unqualified people who are in the pulpit. I was one of them for a long time because I did this garbage. I did this kind of stuff when I was preaching at, at, as a, in the vineyard. And it's just all, it's like whatever comes to mind and you call it, you call it personal revelation or visions or whatever. And I did this same kind of garbage. I want to let him finish out. Mm. 14 means generational promises. God carrying his word all the way through the word of God. 15 is a number that represents consecration. That's why all the, that's why Consecration. that gum. All the feasts and all those things are always on the 15th. 16 is the love of God. Everybody say sweet 16. <laughs> Everybody.
I love 16. Love is kind, love is, and then it goes on, and there's 16 of those attributes. There are 16 Jehovah titles in the Word of God. The love I didn't of God check is that one. in 16 different ways. Um, president Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States, and he laid down his life. Okay, again, you're taking these, these American things and you're eisegeting them back into something that is really not even biblical. So it's not even eisegesis because you're, you're not plugging it into any biblical text. Lincoln died. Did he lay down his life? No, he was assassinated while watching a play. Is that laying down his life? Did he do this for the good? Was, was like the 13th Amendment not about to pass? And so he had to go out there and lay down his life so the slaves could be freed? No. This had all happened and was done, and somebody who was upset with this took his life. He didn't lay down his life. I mean, it's a tragedy that he died. But to do this, again, this is just, this is, this is, the more and more I listen and I talk about it, the more and more I go, this is heretical in the sense that you're literally lying to these people in the name of God, you're making this stuff up to for uh, why it, it's all pointless, it's all meaningless in all of this because none of this is about the gospel, none of this is about salvation, none of this is about anything other than hey, I know some numbers and you should think I'm really cool because I know these numbers, and and then not even there's no scriptural basis for any of this. Greater love hath no man than this. 17 is overcoming victory. There are 17 promises in the book of Revelation for him that overcomes. 18 is a number that can represent bondage if it's not redeemed, but it represents life or lachayim. Life. 19 has to do with great exploits of faith. There are 19 people in Hebrews, uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Okay, this is the other one that I went and looked up. Again, he's, he does not think that you're going to actually look into this. So if you go through the people that are listed in uh, Hebrews 11, it starts Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah. And then there's a little break. So you've got these five people. And then Abraham is repeated. So I don't know if we count Abraham twice or not. Um, to get the number 19, uh to, to find that number, to stretch to get that number, then you have to, you have to not. But um, So then it's Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Moses is mentioned twice. Then the people by faith. That's a lot more than 19. Are you counting the people as one? I mean, I guess if it's unity, but were they all absolutely unified? Then the walls of Jericho is another. Are we, we counting these as the walls of Jericho as people? By faith, the, falls, the walls of Jericho fell. Then Rahab is mentioned. Um, and those are the only ones that it says by faith, by faith. And then he says, I could go on. He says, what about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets? Another plural. So that takes you beyond. It's not just one prophet. It's all the prophets. Right? So if you count that, it is Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, the people, 10, Walls of Jericho, 11, Rahab, 12, Gideon, Barak, Samson, 13, 14, 15, Jephthah, David, Samuel, 16, 17, 18, and the prophets, 19. 
Okay, so again, we're, we're looking at some plural numbers, but there you get to 19. But then it actually goes on and it says the women receive their dead. So that's 20. And then others is a thing that it mentions, which is, again, plural, but that, that we, we could make that uh, 22. Then if we do count Moses and Abraham twice, then it's 24. But again, it's not 19. It's not 19. He, 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 he's, I mean, I'm sure he can make a way to make this all look like 19 and so on. And, you know, whether he's using the message translation or whatever translation he's looking at. But again, this is just a, this is, this is smoke and mirrors. That's what this is. It's smoke and mirrors. It's sleight of hand theology. There's a whole bunch of 19s that represent and them folk been through something and they did something extraordinary. 20 is expectancy. That room is really empty. It's like, okay, you know what? I have a hope. I have a supernatural hope. I have an expectancy. And then there's 21, which is an extraordinary number, seven times three. And then, guys, we come to this year, which is the number 22. And I want to just tell you, 22 is a number that means revelation light. Now, you might have a different revelation on this, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what the Lord has given me. So you might have a different revelation of what 22 means, but... God gave me something else and that, and I'm, I'm, I can't finish it because we're going on way too long. This we're at 33 minutes. I, I try to keep these less than 20 minute videos um, because, you know, I try, but so, um, and he goes on to talk about God giving him revelation, revelation about just people's names. I know people's names that I've never met before and blah, 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 blah. And again, none of this has any, leading towards the gospel this is all just it is it's smoke and mirrors this is this is part this is uh todd white out on the street lengthening legs it's a parlor trick it's an illusion it is it, it literally is smoke and mirrors i want to finish with this one thing that i saw that he posted on facebook um and then went back and edited because obviously someone called him on it. I was going to and I didn't get a chance before he had actually edited this one out. But so there's a couple that uh, their baby was born at 2.22 a.m. on 2.22.22. Um, born in room two. Weighed in at an incredible 12.2 ounces. Right? I mean, just... All this constant, you know, circumstance or coincidental stuff that is going on here. And he's like, what from a biblical standpoint, what do all the twos mean? Two is about a faithful witness and being set apart from darkness. And what did her beautiful mama, who was not supposed to be able to have children because of cancer, um, say at the end of the story? Um, I don't know. I didn't read the story. Um, but the 22 is all about this. So he, he goes on and he says this. Sphere family, here's a prophetic gift for you. There are 22 books in the New Testament. Stop. Now, this is the edit history. This is the original post. The, the edited post took this line out. The new revelation of Jesus is the light of the world. There are 27 books in the New Testament. Troy, I think you probably knew this. I don't, I mean, and if you didn't, there, I mean, there's a whole other issue, but somebody called you on it. And not only did you go in and edit it to take the 22 books of the Bible out, because that's just a ridiculous mistake for a pastor to make, but 
I'm sure you went through and deleted any of the comments in the comment line um, or in the, the comment thread of anybody who was calling you out on it. So, again, here we've got this guy that he's making these statements because he doesn't he thinks everyone he's talking to is enough of an idiot. And that's what he thinks about when he says these things that are absolutely tr- untrue. His his view of his audience is that they are they're ignorant, they're imbeciles, they're dumb, they're not willing to put in the work to to fact check him. They're not Bereans. He has no intention of of reaching out to the Bereans. He's just reaching out to those who want their itching ears tickled. That's exactly what he's doing. He's feeding the goats. And that's what this man does. So, I mean, one of my pastors, his, 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 uh, his newest son, his fourth son. One, two, three, four, yeah. Four son. I don't know. There, there, so many babies in our church. I don't know how many, how many people have how many babies anymore. But was born on two, two, two. Two two. I don't know what time uh, Henry was born, but he was twenty two inches. Look, prophecy. This this boy is going to grow up to be the 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 greatest pastor ever, or he's going to be a farmer, or he's going to be a fireman, or he's going to be something. I'm sure that that is going to make his his parents proud. Um, but it. Uh, the twos don't, it, it means nothing. It's ridiculous. This is, it's, it's lazy preaching because somebody doesn't want to dig into the word of God and preach the gospel. And that's what makes Troy Brewer a false teacher. Somebody not to even be, not to even be respected. Worthy of the same mockery of the prophets of Baal. I could, I could start a podcast called Stupid Things Troy Brewer Says, but I'll stick with Jory Micah. She's more entertaining. So there you go, guys. This is a very long episode, probably about 18, 20 minutes longer than my usual False Teacher of the Week episode. I apologize, but I hope you got as much out of it as I hope you did um, in recognizing you know, again, and, and you can take this as, as a blanket for, I mean, I don't have to do all these teachers because they all fall into a category somewhere. And there's a whole lot of them that fall into this smoke and mirrors, lazy, illusionist preaching that doesn't benefit anybody. And yeah, they do some great things. I praise God that they're, they're going out and helping kids that are in danger of sex slavery or, you know, orphans or any of these things and the food banks and all the other grand stuff that they do. But you can do all this stuff and you can even do it in Jesus name. But if you don't know the gospel, if you're not preaching the gospel, if you haven't repented, put your faith in him, then he doesn't know you. And he's going to say, depart from me because I never knew you. And that's a scary thought. So thanks guys. Uh, hope this was helpful as always. Preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.